This is Paris Fox, and you are listening to the Compliance Into the Weeds on the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox. I'm the Compliance Evangelist, and I'd like to welcome you to a special episode of Compliance Into the Weeds, a podcast where, with my good friend and colleague Matt Kelly, we take a deep dive, literally going into the weeds, to take on a compliance or compliance-related topic. Today, we take up the tweet from Friday, August 17th by President Trump about the quarterly reporting period for corporations reporting their earnings. Matt is truly excised by this tweet. It's garnered a lot of attention, so we thought we would do a special episode on it, exploring what it might mean, what uh, the implications could be, and where this may take quarterly reporting and, indeed, uh, earnings reporting going forward. It's a fascinating exploration of a very timely and current event. I hope you enjoy it. I'm Tom Fox, a compliance evangelist. Compliance Into the Weeds is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This conference will now be recorded. So, Matt Kelly, you are excised at 8 a.m. on a Friday morning by a presidential tweet. Yes, what I am. What brought no. us to this date? Well, that is an excellent question. Um, because specifically what the president tweeted out on Friday morning at 7.30 a.m. Eastern Time was that he said, uh, apparently out of the clear blue sky, uh, that he was speaking with some of the world's top business leaders, and he asked what would make their jobs even better in the U.S., and they said, stop quarterly reporting and go to a six-month system, and that would allow greater flexibility and save money. I have asked the SEC to study exclamation point. And that was the tweet. And that's all that we had. Um, and I think that this first off is uh, not something compliance and financial reporting people need to take too seriously, but for various reasons, uh, you know, that we should consider how serious and significant this is. But here's my thing. I have a couple of issues with this tweet. First off, Tom, as we said, this came out of the clear blue sky. The president did meet with business leaders 10 days ago. So my first question is, why today? Why not nine days ago? Did he not send out this tweet? Why not some sort of interesting proclamation on Fox and Friends or wherever he likes to go for his grandstanding? Why this out of the seemingly random blue sky today? So my first questions are, number one, what new tape is Omarosa going to drop on the public today? Or number two, does he know something about the uh, Manafort trial and the potential verdict that should come sometime soon that we do not yet know, that he is trying to distract us with this nonsense here? Um, but that said, uh, let's just take this seriously for a moment that he actually thinks this is a good idea and it's not cover for some other problem that he has. Um, I still have a couple of questions. Number one, uh, does anybody really think this would happen? because we have been on a quarterly reporting system now for more than 80 years. So this would be an enormous change for U.S. public companies if we moved from quarterly reports to biannual reports. Um, what about all of the other consequences like calculating quarterly bonuses or quarterly projections or what do financial analysts do when they are busy making quarterly projections and all of that goes away? There are a lot of other financial reporting structures built on the infrastructure of the quarterly report. And if that goes away, 
what happens to all of that other structure. might not be the end of the world, and there are some countries uh, in the world where semi-annual reporting is the norm, but it's not the norm here. And the other question that I have, and this is something I haven't heard anybody actually ask or try to clarify. When the president says, I have asked so-and-so to look into this, what does that actually mean? What has he actually done? Did he draft a formal order for the SEC and give it to them as a piece of paper and sent it to the chairman, Jay Clayton, to say, you know, officially, I'm ordering you to look into this. With the SEC specifically, he shouldn't do that because they are an independent agency. They don't have to take orders from the president. And if you did get an order from any president, any SEC chairman would be perfectly entitled to take it and put it in the circular file. Um, so we nobody's ever seen this, but this isn't the first time the president has said, I've ordered that this happen. I've directed these people to do this. I've asked so-and-so to do that. Did he make a phone call? Did he just grandstand on Fox and Friends and assume that the person was watching? Did he draft a full executive order? Did he forward a tweet to the SEC News Twitter feed and that's it? Um, we have no idea what that actually means. And I haven't ever seen anybody answer that question. When the president just says, I've directed this, period. What, what is that? What's directed? And we don't know. Um, on the actual substance of are we really thinking about changing quarterly reporting in the United States. Two other points to keep in mind. Number one, the House did pass a bill directing the SEC to study the costs and benefits of quarterly reporting in the United States. Uh, they passed that earlier this summer. Is the Senate really going to take it up? Who knows? Is that bill going, is that clause of the bill going to survive in the final form? Who knows? Um, on the other hand, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce one of their big uh, dreams that they would like to achieve is ditching the quarterly reporting system entirely. You make it optional for companies. What they have to do is only file an earnings release every quarter. And then you don't necessarily have to file the full 10Q at all. Uh, that's what the U.S. Chamber would like. Uh, I think that there might be some um, I think it would apply only to small companies, which are still the vast majority of public companies in the U.S. Uh, large companies, I'm hard-pressed to see that the Fortune 500 are ever going to get away from the 10Q, but who knows? Um, on the other hand, what's in a earnings release? A whole lot of unaudited numbers and a whole lot of non-GAAP metrics that make everything look good for any filer. And I think that is what the U.S. Chamber would like to people to pass on as like, that's our, our standard of information. It's a terrible idea. It moves away from transparency. Um, so I'm not surprised that the Trump administration would embrace it. But uh, there's all sorts of indications that as gossipy and flashy as this tweet is going to be, and it's going to be on CNBC and Bloomberg TV all day long. Um, you know, what does this actually mean? There's a whole lot of flash here, but I don't necessarily see a whole lot of substance and I kind of take it about as seriously as, you know, when you tell your elderly parent, sure, you'll look into their suspicion that the nursing home staff are stealing his shoes. You know, like I, we've all seen this before that, you know, people just you smile, you pat them on the head, tell them to look into it and nothing comes of it. I would not be surprised if that's what happens here. So I'm going to have to take a little bit different tact on this one, Matt, because all right. I've I um, this is something I think about a lot. Quarterly reporting, 
And having worked in a corporation, having understood what that means, your entire sales cycle is built around it. Uh, your entire, entire contracting process, uh, you, you basically are a slave. We used to say we're slaves to the street. So you're mm-hmm. a slave to Wall Street for your earnings report and your quarterly report and your cues and, and um, any case that may come out. And so I saw this tweet and I saw this in a little bit different light because I want to have that conversation uh, about whether we should have a different uh, time period for re- reporting. Uh, and the, uh, think about Jeff Bezos at Amazon, who basically said when Amazon was founded, uh, we are in this for the long term. Uh, if you're not in it for the long term, this is not the company for you. I really don't care what uh, the analysts say on a quarterly basis. Uh, this is what I'm going to do. And I've always uh, been persuaded that having that conversation that allows you as a CEO, as a senior manager, as a board of directors, or even a chief compliance officer to plan ahead uh, longer than quarterly, half year, or even a year could be uh, a good conversation to have. Now, you correctly note on the transparency angle, um, the quarterly report does force that. But uh, I view this as at least a way to open this conversation Six months is not long enough, uh, in my mind, uh, for reporting. But if we can at least have the pros and cons conversation, and the tweet that he sent out this morning was, I didn't find the normal hyperpole of a presidential tweet. And if it's something that can be studied, can be debated, uh, and can be considered, uh, I, I would find that uh, moving, moving in a positive direction. See, I th- I think in a perfect world, I would agree with you 100%, but here in the real world, I think a lot of those alternative points that should be considered in that conversation aren't going to get considered. This is going to be a mad dash for relaxing reporting requirements from companies, and that's it. That is what I fear Donald Trump would naturally push towards. Uh, there are plenty of people who would agree that a longer time frame would be good, but I think a lot of them would be the big institutional investors who are perfectly content to let some fluctuations quarter to quarter go if they are working closely with management to see that there is a long-term plan and over the course of one, two, three, four years, we're going to get more value. They would like that. Now, who's not going to like this a lot would be somebody like um, hedge funds who borrow to the hilt. They buy into a company. They squeeze for some reform or performance target or change or something like that. So the price edges up a little bit. They reap a huge profit because they've leveraged up to their hilt. Now, There are plenty of ways to get those guys out of the system. You could put caps on how much leverage a hedge fund is allowed to have before it tries a stunt like this. Hedge funds would raise hell over that, but it would achieve the same aim of moving away from this short-term focus. And that is a very good, sophisticated part of all of this conversation that should happen. But given the outfit that is running the West Wing and the administration, Does anybody seriously believe that full and thoughtful conversation will happen? Or will they just say the 10Q is now optional? Or why not make all of it optional and just have an annual 10K? Um, What about these unaudited or non-GAAP metrics that people are going to put out from time to time? Will they be allowed to put them out 
you know, whenever they want as an 8K and uh, just you, the investors take it as they want because we're off of the quarterly planning cycle. Um, all sorts of questions like that that would need to be answered that given the leadership in the Trump White House these days, like you got to be kidding yourself if you think any of that is going to be incorporated here or that's what the president wants. And, you know, again, I just come back to why is he saying it now? And what is I have asked the SEC to study? What does that actually mean? Um, I'm not I wouldn't be surprised if the SEC did explore this in the fullness of time. But uh, I, it seems like this is either the president trying to claim credit for something that is already happening and he doesn't have any role in it. Or he's looking to divert people's attention from some other bad news that's going to happen between now and and when we all punch out at five o'clock. Who knows? Um, but, you know, you're not wrong to say there are some bigger issues here that are worth thinking about. I just I don't know that we're going to think about them if the President Trump is leading the way. Well, uh, at the very least, Matt, he's got you and I to engage in this conversation. So um, as much as I'm loath to say it, uh, uh, I appreciated the tweet and gives us at least the opportunity to to start this conversation, and this may be something we can explore uh, at greater depth later. I hope so, Tom. All right. Well, thank you, Matt. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox again. I'd like to thank you for listening to this special episode of Compliance Into the Weeds. Matt and I will certainly be following this story. If you have any questions, you can email me at tfox at tfoxlaw.com. You can email Matt at mkelly at radicalcompliance.com. Thanks for listening. I hope you'll join us again. Compliance Into the Weeds is a part of the Compliance Podcast Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.